Welcome to Life Skills for Kids, Superstar Practical Strategies, your go-to podcast for surviving and thriving with your children. I'm your host, Deb Hopper, and as a parent and an occupational therapist, I understand the reality of getting through each day with the kids. Join me as we delve into tips, tricks, and strategies that you can use today. Hello, and welcome to the Life Skills for Kids podcast for this week. And today we are talking a bit about how parents feel and how parents label how they feel about thinking about their anxious child. So when we think about our children, we want to be proud of them. We are proud of them. But when we notice that they are struggling at school or struggling socially, you know, it can really, really get to us. And it can be, it's a really personal reaction, which is personal and different for all of us. But I recently did a little survey online, which talked about how parents label and describe how they feel about their anxious child. So we're going to share through a few of those concepts today. And I would really love to hear from you on our Facebook page. As soon as this is published, I'm going to be doing a post, which will be the 14th of May. So I'd love you to go pop over there and just put in your feelings too, if you're happy to share, because I think as parents, we often hold it together and we fake it. And it's hard sometimes to really share, you know, our true feelings, but with sharing and being vulnerable, we can be stronger uh, and we can support each other in with our children. So let's launch in and see, see what we discovered in a little Facebook survey. So the first question was, as a parent who has an anxious child, what feelings do you feel when you think about your child? And some of the comments we had were they, some felt concerned, some felt worried about their child, some were fearful and a bit anxious themselves and concerned, you know, for their mental health uh, as they grow up and go through the different stages. Lots of parents uh, said that they experience anxiety themselves in a big way. Some other uh, parents were scared, concerned, worried, anxious, frustrated. They felt they were short-tempered. They felt bewildered and overwhelmed. But through these negative emotions and overwhelm, they still felt hope that things will change and unconditional love for their child. So there, there was also words like pity for their child, love for their child, some discouragement and sadness and an overwhelmingness to protect their children from whatever, you know, was making them anxious. Some felt sad that they were missing out on different experiences as children because they were too worried and too anxious to participate. And, you know, this theme of participation, it's something that's really dear to my heart because as an occupational therapist, we deal with children in their occupations and the occupation of a child is play or it's participating in swimming lessons or soccer lessons or being on a soccer team and having that lovely, you know, that team camaraderie. Uh, And often our kids who are anxious miss out on uh, lots of these activities because they just can't participate. Another parent said that they were proud, but they were nervous about their future. They weren't sure what was going to happen. They had a desire to help, 
One other parent said, I love my children very much. I wish I could take away their anxiety when I've tried everything to try and help them when they're spiralling, but they feel helpless and it triggers their anxiety. So there are lots of triggers that come back at us as parents. So they were the main the main words. Um, here's another one. This person was very proud of the bravery that they had in tackling some of the uh, anxious, anxiety-producing activities. Frustrated, but they love the children to bits. So the second question was they had to tick feelings that came up um, when they thought of the anxious child, tick feelings that come up for you. So the biggest one, the highest answer was 86% of people were fearful of what school, high school, uni, whatever the next phase is for their children, just fearful of, you know, what that might look like and how that transition might progress. 72% weren't sure how to um, help. 72% were wondering if their child would be happy in life. The next three were still quite high in their responses, Uh, lots of sadness, lots of overwhelm, and even some grief about parenting and and grief that their child is really struggling. So, yeah, they were the top answers for that question. Now, the next one was, what do you wish for your family? And the highest answer was, they just wanted more independence or increased independence for their child. They just wanted them, the child to be able to, to be able to give things a go and be involved and in participating more in different activities. The second highest answer at 50% was um, more joy for their family and anxiety does seem to, it does take its toll, it zaps, it can zap the, the joy and happiness out of a family. The third highest answer was more time for self-care for myself because we often put our children first running around, you know, dropping them off at different activities and being involved in their life, which is just awesome. But that often uh, comes at the expense of uh, not having time for ourselves. The next two were having smoother mornings and happier weekends. And I guess that comes back to, you know, bringing the, the joy and the ease back into life. And then the last one I mentioned for this question is being more confident in myself when I'm around other parents. And that comparison with other parents is it's really hard like we all do it so let's try and just yeah focus on our family on our tribe and just be confident and to back ourselves that you know we're doing the best that we can and doing the best that um, we know for our children Okay, so we then talked about, you know, what self-care means for you. And some of those answers were, you know, taking time out to do something that they enjoyed, taking time to rest and recover. Yeah, following, having time for interests and not just a to-do list. And we all have the to-do lists that, you know, just don't seem to get finished every day. And, you know, being able to say no to some things um, if we want to and not feeling um, guilty about that. Yeah, having more time um, with my other children who aren't anxious or don't have additional needs, having time for my husband or partner, and also doing um, things away from the family on on our own. And that, you know, might be just having coffee with the girls or going, you know, to the movies, you know. It's not always possible to have a weekend away with the girls, um, but, you know, if we can, then let's just, let's just do that because that can be really, really grounding. 
So, yes. What are other comments by that? They some parents found it really hard uh, to help their children to be engaged at school, um, to find you know interests outside of technology. Because so many of our anxious children, um, they withdraw and and they find that you know using technology, iPads, games, they feel safe to them, uh, whereas social interactions don't. And you know, helping them to be able to stabilise in their moods uh, can be very uh, helpful as well uh, to children. And that can be really, really hard to help children to identify, you know, what mood they're in, whether they're angry or whether they're sad. And then being able to get a strategy together can be can be can be hard um, for children and for parents to work out a system or a visual or a program that's going to be helpful for that. Let's just summarise uh, some of these recurring themes that keep popping up. So there's a lot of feeling of overwhelm and frustration with parents who have anxious children. They feel sad and nervous about the next phase of their children's development um, about and about their children's future in general. They're looking for ideas, uh, they're looking for strategies and you know we're going to be bringing you quite a few different um, things. We have tip sheets already on our website. We have loads of you know freebies, blogs which can really be resources and tools for you to be able to you know have help with homework time and you know ideas for um, transitioning children you know off screen time into the evening routine um, we have loads of different uh, information on our, our website at lifeskillsforkids.com.au and you know often parents feel like they're walking on eggshells um, because they they just we all want to have a happy and an easy routine and it is so easy to give in to when our children are reacting or overreacting, um, they're tired, they're, they're hungry, got, they got the hangries. Um, yeah, so, yeah, often we feel that, you know, we are tiptoeing around them, you know, just trying to get through the... The evening routine, just trying to get through the homework, just trying to get them to bed. And often bedtime can just be a really, really hard routine as well uh, if our children aren't transitioning uh, from, you know, the evening routine into sleep and then staying asleep. So, yes, um, let's just uh, let's just work together. Um, and I would just love for you to reach out if you don't have someone who you can talk to. Just reach out to a friend, to a um, make a friend at, at school, at school pick up or drop off. Um, reach out to you know your girlfriends or um, if you're bloke, reach out to your to your mates and find someone that you can just be really honest um, about how you're feeling. You know, reach out to for you know to a professional, um, you know, a, a counsellor, a psychologist, or um, you know, other mental health professional. Lots of OTs are, are mental health trained as well. Find someone that you feel comfy with. It could be a teacher, it could be a early childhood nurse, it could be your GP. And just yeah, find someone who you can talk to about uh, these feelings and. Yeah, start to get some strategies and some ideas together. But yeah, please go over to our Life Skills for Kids uh, blog. We have lots and lots of, we have over 100 blogs now for, you know, both professionals, teachers, allied health uh, 
workers, as well as loads of parent-based articles that can be really, really helpful in, um, yeah, just stepping you through, you know, three to five ideas uh, per topic to help you to um, make things easier um, you know, from day to day and, you know, tackling those routines. Anyhow, so uh, today's a, a short, a short little uh, podcast. So, yes, um, if you haven't already grabbed the Teaching Kids to Manage Anxiety uh, booklet, uh, it is available on all good online bookshops as well as lifeskillsnumber4kids.com.au. So take care, reach out and find someone who can help you and be a, a mutual support on your journey with your child. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you for joining me on the Live Skills for Kids podcast, providing you with superstar parenting tips and empowering you to be the rock in your child's life. Do you have an anxious child and feel overwhelmed and unsure how to help them? Check out my book, Teaching Kids to Manage Anxiety, Superstar Practical Strategies to help your anxious child move from fear and worry to confidence and peace. See you next time.